Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming to the Dad's Beards Nerds Prime Podcast, Episode 66, Inker's number one nerdy conversational podcast, and the podcast where two of us can grow a beard, and the other, not so much. My name's Anthony. I'm Tommy. And today, we are joined by the pop culturist's very own Ryan Betson. Ryan, thank you for stopping by. No worries, man. Like I know that you are Australia's sweetheart, so I feel I should really have welcomed you with a g'day. Good time, mate. Good oh, time, mate. If you guys don't know, I am Australia's sweetheart. I'm on a lot of their their billboards and advertising in Australia. I just I'm don't sure. know it yet. And uh, when my name is said, a lot of Australians go, oh, well, we love him so much. He's our favorite American. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. If you guys don't know, so uh, Ryan is part of the Pop Culturist, and he, he is the host for their podcast, For the Players, and also the Young and the Restless uh podcast that they do or young and the wrestlers podcast he does that with uh our guest from last week jim jim the pizza <laughs> who is also uh just as lovely as ryan uh they're two of actually my favorite people to watch you guys are, are literally like two of my favorite people to watch uh live stream especially your podcast so just so you know I just thanks you know. dude no thank you and there goes that ego juice all over my face mm. Oh, oh my god, what a perfectly timed mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hop into some housekeeping. If you enjoyed the podcast, please check out our daily news posted Monday through Friday and an occasional review post on Saturdays. If you'd like to support the podcast other than listening, please check out our anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds, where you can donate to us, but more about that later. Now, Ryan, before we go on with what are we playing, can you give the uh, the listeners like like the TLDR on you and the pop culturist? Yeah, man. So uh, the Pop Culturist is a uh, content creation company that I founded with a couple of friends of mine about six years ago. Uh, it started as a uh, radio, community radio show here in Geelong, Australia. Uh, and then it grew from there to uh, an outlet where we do yeah do weekly podcasts, reviews, that sort of stuff. So we've been part of the, the games press for, yeah, about six years now, which is a bit nice. fun. And then recently we brought on uh, Jim to bring in the Young and the Wrestlers when I discovered that professional wrestling fucking rocks. So uh, yeah. I changed my content around that. You guys are definitely helping me like, get into wrestling again. I haven't been into wrestling since I was a child. I'd say like nine or ten. Yeah. That was what well, I mean. It was when I found out, spoiler alert, wrestling's fake. And it kind of killed the immersion because I remember being so I was like it was my theme for a while. Mm. Like we all watched it in the neighborhood and I found that out and it killed it. But as an adult, I, I I find what's bringing me into it is the fucking drive and determination of a lot of the yeah. the actual like WWE superstars and and AEW uh, stars as well. Just that that work ethic that they all have. So I think that's one of the reasons why I enjoy uh, the Young and the Wrestlers so much is because you guys are giving me this. It's like a, a opening up a new window into that world and a new appreciation that I never never had access to. Yeah, so the big thing with the Badass show is because I discovered, uh, I didn't discover, like I discovered that I liked wrestling uh, at the age of 29. So, because um, my day job, I, I work in games as well. I'm, I, I'm a uh, mental health worker and I use games as therapy, pretty much is the easiest way to explain it. So my day job's playing games, my side hustle's playing games. I needed something else to like break my brain. So wrestling fell in because it was dumb and stupid and they just done a big pay-per-view here in Melbourne. So yeah, I fell into it at the age of 29. I'm like, this is 
Like, I know it's fake. Everyone knows it's fake, but the stories are just so stupid and it's awesome. Because at the time I was watching, the main storyline was this one guy who was just threatening to punch the entire family of the other guy. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> I don't know about you, I'm in. I'm in. He rocked up at their house and then started punching things. It was, it was so good. It's the most fucking American, like, white trash scene. I, like, I swear to God, you will hear that exact same line if you live in a trailer park at least once in your life in America. <laughs> I'm going to punch your whole fucking family. It's probably the dude's probably, like, just yoked out on meth. <laughs> breaking bad style i mean tommy you know it's true i mean i i've never lived in a trailer park so i can't say but I you have do, punked your fair but... share of families <laughs> punched family. my family <laughs> he lined them up he lined them up and did it like bink 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 you know <laughs> all right all right all right all right so as we always start off with what are you playing ryan you're a guest started off what are you playing right now uh as of right now uh oh shit what am i playing right now um so this morning uh as of the day we're recording this uh a code came through for predator hunting grounds so i've been been trying to play that but for the life of me i can't seem to get a game um so that's not a good sign i heard that's a big issue yeah it's gonna make it very hard to review that's gun media right uh Ilphonic, i think it was it's, it's the uh, same people Ilphonic. that made friday the 13th yes yes i thought that was gun media but I- i'm gonna look it up go on go on go on yeah right. so um i can't even talk about that because i said right now i spent more time in lobbies than anything um but yeah it was yeah it's fine okay i'll wait yeah, for that one it is Ilphonic. uh during the uh easter sale that's currently happening here on the PlayStation store, i picked up strange brigade um it's a it's so much fun yeah, it's about two from about two years ago from a company called Rebellion that make uh, like the Sniper Elite Zombie Army games, and it's awesome. Um, it's free on Game Pass too. When you said Strange Brigade, I thought it was a, it was a game where you just go out to like clubs at night and just get a bunch of strange. Dude, that that may actually be not as good as this game. Like that sounds awesome, but Strange Brigade itself is pretty fantastic. <laughs> that so. sounds like a Japanese dating simulator. <laughs> strange Brigade. <laughs> Once you get used to the controls of Strange Brigade, you have so much fun with it. Yeah, man. So it's this. Uh, it's like this temple run sort of thing. So it's Uncharted esque, but not quite as good. But it's all about just solving puzzles and shooting things. So if you're a fan of shooters, you're a fan of puzzles. Hey, whoever made it. Go on, Tommy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. I was going to say, I kind of call it like Uncharted in the third person and stuff like that meets like COD zombies. Yeah, it's probably just waves. I want whoever makes Stranger Brigade to put on their box art for the case. Kind of like, uh, what was it? Kind of like a charted, but not as good. The pop culture. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I will never appear on box art for that exact reason. So (laughs) coincidentally, like I'm friends with the cap with the Capcom rep here in Australia because we we work with them quite a bit. Um, I I made a a post about Resident Evil Three getting me hard in the pants or making me moist in the pants. One of the two, and she sure and like sure enough, she retweeted it. So for a while there, Capcom Australia was promoting this quote that Resident Evil Three makes me hard in the pants, and I was like, yeah, that's that's how I want to be known. That's the kind of stuff that makes me scared of the fact that Anthony is the face of Dad's Beards Nerds. <laughs> because that's some shit he would say, too. On my review for Twin Breakers, I put, it's the Dark Souls of Brick Breaker. 
<laughs> I mean, I had a really hard time with that game, and I suck at the Dark Souls games. And uh, when uh, when when they email me about getting like like a quote, you know, for the box or, or uh-huh. something, which I'm 100 sure they never even used my quote. I literally sent him that uh, the the Dark Souls of Pog and Brickbreaker dash dad's beard's nerds <laughs> well we'll find out when the physical copy launches i just hope it says it on there like just dad's beard's nerds like how fucking dope would that be but uh okay so what was the game called again the strange strange, uh, strange brigade. brigade okay strange brigade uh Put it honey ground but you can't find a lobby no. sounds like friday the 13th on ps4 mm. you cannot find a lobby for that game but on Xbox, you can, which is really fucking wild. It seems like uh, everybody's really content. Well, what was it? So Ilphonic, I think, had a part in Friday the 13th, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, I think it was Ilphonic and Gun Media. But uh, once they got hit with those lawsuits from like... Warner. some, it, 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 I thought it was like some random person. No, it was Warner had- Brothers. Yeah, was Warner Brothers? Warners were like, hey, you didn't ask to use any of this. And they went, oh, so okay. They were like, so uh, like, you straight up stole a shit. <laughs> once, they, uh, once they got hit with that, that game's like player base just died. Yeah. Uh, which was ultimately a really fun game, a really good game. So I am excited to eventually buy Predator Hunting Grounds. Uh, it looks fun. I but have look, seen There a are bit some hurdles with it, and that being that it is an asymmetrical multiplayer game which is most people aren't interested in already uh for here it's uh it's 60 bucks which is with the with the standard retail price here in australia for a game is 100 bucks so 60 is not bad but it's still kind of a lot and the beta was hot trash you know two weeks ago whatever so there's a lot of resistance so i understand why there's not a lot of uh, uh not a lot of players at the moment but it's kind of it's not it's not promising Tell me that, because I got the code the morning, uh, no, sorry, the night before. So it came out uh, yesterday, and I got it, whatever the morning was. That so, and I'm, it's a day later, and there's still nothing. So it's not promising. So Friday the Thirteenth was published by Gun Media, okay. developed uh, by Ilphonic and Black Tower. I knew they had a part. I knew Gun Media had a part in it. I just couldn't remember what part. <laughs> I'm like, I know it. I know they got something to do with this damn game. Um, and Hunting Grounds was made just by Ilphonic, published by Sony. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, with For the Players, which is, the, which is our PlayStation-specific show, um, yeah, that's that's why we are covering Predator. If I didn't have to, I, if I didn't have to, I wouldn't. But, you know. It doesn't look like you're going to get to cover it at this rate. No, no, that's true. I'm like, after we're done recording this show, I've got to record the, I've got to recording the PlayStation show. So not a lot to talk about Predator on that one. Uh, on top of that, I know you were talking about last week about Final Fantasy VII Remake. I've been uh, chipping away at that. JRPGs aren't my thing. So I've been kind of just going through the motions. Listen, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. Calling it a JRPG is giving it a, you're giving it a, a, a lot of extra that doesn't, I yeah, would look, highly not classify that as a JRPG. It is more of like, now it's more of an action RPG, which yeah. I completely agree I with. But Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. But even then, like even Kingdom Hearts, I couldn't give a fuck about. So it's just not my wheelhouse. And I did it purely for my co-host, who's a fan. Um, Bye guys. Sorry, that was a joke. Oh, <laughs> you said King of Hearts. Like, oh, you said fuck, didn't give a fuck about King of yeah. Hearts. Yeah, Tommy's my favorite King franchise. Oh, well, my apologies <laughs> to you. No, you're good, man. No, no, for you liking it, nothing to do with me. I'm cool. Oh, oh. <laughs> ouch. <laughs> 
No, yeah. Anthony, uh, don't you dare edit any of this out. Purely on the on the reason that I don't know how to. Okay. <laughs> this um, is why yeah. we miss George, everybody. Other than Neither that, of us know bunch. Okay, so you got Predator Hunting Ground, uh, Get Some Strange, and then Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, man. It's quiet times. It's quiet times. It is. Uh, Tommy, what are you playing? Uh, I'm going to start this off with the exact same thing I've said for like a month now. Destiny, yes. I fucking hate this season of Destiny. It's so bad. Bungie, why you do this? They just released the Guardian games this week. Uh-huh. So for anyone who doesn't know what the Guardian games is, is every player goes to uh, complete all these bounties, and when you turn them in, you get these medallions that you kind of just turn in on this tribute wall in the tower that tracks for each hunter, each warlock, each titan. Yeah. And it's so unbalanced because there are so many hunters in Destiny 2. <clears throat> yeah. So they're just demolishing. But is that like that, the best class? Uh, it all varies. There's good and bad to each. Yeah, it it's a really good PvP class. It's and it's a really good like just overall DPS class for their supers. Uh-huh. But in general, it doesn't matter. It's just what yeah. the community likes. And then you still got the shitty grind of the whole season in general added with this grind that in order to get the new exotic weapon they added, you have to complete seven triumphs in Destiny 2 for this event, which is even more of a grind. (laughs) And it's not fun. So I played that for like a day, and I said fuck this and went and played Kingdom Hearts 2. So fuck this shit, I'm out. But I'm gonna go back and get that machine gun because I hate myself. Yeah, it's like me with Rocket League. Pretty much, man. <laughs> it's like that. Did you see the meme I posted? Did you see my response? No. What did it say? It said, yeah, this is me with Destiny 2. <laughs> it seems like everybody has that one game. That one game where you're just like, I fucking hate you. And then five minutes later, you're back there playing that game because because you love it too. Like You love to hate it, but you hate that you love it. I mean, yeah, I'm, I've put 1,500 hours into Destiny 2. I I love it, but I hate it. Jesus Christ, it's so much. So it many hours. It really is. So just Destiny, that's it? That's all you've been playing? Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 2. You even said that. I just, just like my wife says, I don't listen. My favorite game of all time. Kingdom Hearts Dose? Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 2 is my favorite game ever. It is a good game. I do remember it. I do remember there being less Gummy Ship, which I was very happy about. Gummy Ship became a rail shooter in that. Yeah, I know. I wanted it. If, if I had my way, they'd get rid of Gummy Ships and all the Kingdom Hearts and never put those in there. I wouldn't disagree with you. <laughs> uh, okay, so Kingdom Hearts 2 Destiny. Yep. What are you playing? I am playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, obviously. Uh, I'm very much enjoying it. So <laughs> He finally stopped calling it Part 1, people. Oh, fucking hate it. I hate you that you did that. I It's part one. It doesn't say... It is a part one. Uh, nowhere on its box art does it say part one. It's false advertising. It's not It's not the full game. I don't understand why part one is not there. It's a great game. I'm really enjoying it. But it's part one, and it doesn't say part one anywhere on it. It's like if I was like, hey, Star Wars. And they're like, but it's 
but but this is a, a trilogy. Nah, we're just gonna call it Star Wars. H1 Star Wars. We're not gonna worry about the fucking numbers. It's like, come on, get well, out of here. They're gonna get to do like the cool semicolon shit. They can be like Final Fantasy Remake, uh, Electric Boogaloo. I don't know. You know, like they had a bit of fun with it. It's a bit but better listen, than part one, part two, etc. I want. I I'm gonna look up the guy's name. I'm gonna talk a little bit, but I'm gonna look up the guy's name. FF7. The guy. What's the guy's name on the motorcycle? Cloud. No. Uh, oh yeah, Roche. Oh Roche, my God, yeah. Roche is my boy. Roche is my <laughs> boy. Me. Straight up. That I I don't know how I got wet, but I got wet. So I either peed myself or I got it happened how, how anally. Deep, how deep are you in Final Fantasy VII right now? I like, am. I believe in Chapter Eight. All right, cool. Uh, hours wise, so like I I just did all of the uh, little like orphanage school stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, which isn't really a spoiler. I didn't, no. I guess I should have said spoiler for, it might be spoilers for somebody, but, uh, I, I do, there's not very many places to just kind of grind AP and levels. And I'm very much that type of like RPG slash action RPG player where I like to grind out that shit. Cause like some of the fights are hard because it's not this classic turn-based fighting anymore. So you get kind of, you're, you're trying to do these hack and slashes and you realize, oh yeah, I'm getting my ass kicked. I should probably heal or jump over to somebody else. Um, but combat's really fun, but it's almost too too flashy to where you forget that you've got more characters. Does that make sense? Sometimes I forget I've got other characters and I, and then it clouds at like 300 HP. And I'm like, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> I better switch over. I do certainly, similar, like I do prefer Cloud. Like I find myself drawn towards playing him, but I find he's way more fun to play. But then I'll be like, oh, well, he's getting, yeah, as you said, he's getting fucked yeah. up. I'll go talk to, uh, you know, use Aerith or whoever to do some heals because yeah. her attack sucks ass. So, you know, it'd be like, get her just to dance around in the background while I go in and do and do the I stabbing. I do think that Tifa is the best person to play as though. she's fantastic her, yeah. uh, Tifa's combat, just the best in general well, yes but her combat style is amazing and i feel like she just hits really hard if you come i would agree with you on the tv thing because i've never understood because i've never liked final fantasy ever uh-huh there's only one game that i kind of enjoyed on the snes and it was like mystic quest legend which is a final fantasy spinoff i didn't know until like years later then i went oh but um I've been hearing a lot about Tifa and how she's amazing and how everyone loves her and all that stuff coming into this. I get it. I totally get it. Now, for the record, I haven't played the remake. My PS4 died like a week before the game came out. Oh, oh no. But but my Xbox is my main machine. I don't care. <laughs> and I'm not buying a new console with next gen coming up right now. Yeah, smart girl. I will say this. Best but, girl for fighting is definitely Tifa. Best thirsty girls, Jesse. <laughs> my God, <laughs> like, she's like, "Hey, Cloud, my roommates are gonna be here tomorrow night. Come on over and put your dick in me." Like, oh my God, she is so thirsty, and he's only five seven. He's five seven. Like, get yourself a man that's like six foot or taller, right? Am I right? Tommy, say it. You got you got something to say, it, and you need to fucking say it. So. I played Final Fantasy VII, the original, not yeah. the remake. <laughs> Was she as thirsty in the original? Uh, I don't think there's as much thirst in the original, like, all around. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I mean, you got to remember, uh, the remake is a very stretched out version of, like, the first, like, six hours of the game or something like that. 
Which is why it needs a part one. But, like, even in that, Tifa is just amazing. I'm just saying this. Whenever Jesse's in a scene, someone needs to get that girl a canoe. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> she needs a fucking canoe because she's going to be paddling everywhere she's going. Uh, a towel boy everywhere. <laughs> get her just a... Uh, What's a catheter but for, like, vaginal fluid? A catheter. It's yeah. still a thing. Still a catheter. Okay, yeah. cool. Like, we'll that, do that doesn't just go for penises. Because she's, like, she's so Women thirsty. Women have urethras. I, I find myself, like, Contrary putting, water, belief, putting, they, they putting water to the screen, and I'm like, Jesse, drink. Jesse, drink. You're so thirsty. Drink. And this you look parched. You're DBN biology mm. for the day. You're welcome. <laughs> um, See, so I'm an biologist, so, I, yeah, I can confirm <laughs> And I'm a teacher, so. <laughs> so I think that one of the other things about Final Fantasy VII Remake that hinders it a little bit is it definitely looks like a game that was originally going to be made for what PS and mm. console PS3. There's a lot of really iffy textures, and you can definitely tell like the stuff that got the good good and the stuff that was like. Uh... Dude, I was listening to the show you did with Jim, and the, yeah. when you mentioned that low the low res door. I thought I was like, oh, I would have felt no, vindicated because yeah. I noticed that shit. I'm like, ew. Yeah. There's and a then, doorknob that looked like it was out of the original Final Fantasy VII. Exactly. I'm like, this is gross. I, Because I've, <laughs> I've had a lot of shit just not render for no reason. So I yeah. presume it was mine. I was, you know, we'll play in pre-release. So, um, but yeah. And then I was like, okay, maybe that'll fix itself in full release. And then I hear that everyone has a shit door. I'm like, no. Well, right, who was it? I was talking to another person about it, and they were like, yeah, there's definitely a lot of iffy textures on this. I was talking to someone on Twitter about it. And it's, I mean, you could definitely see the age in it. This is a game that was started, what, Six, 10 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, I think close. it was started somewhere in between the development of Final Fantasy 15 mm. and Kingdom Hearts 3. So yeah. It is this weird line because they did, um, so it was external, then it became internal. There's like a little bit of a gray window on the exact length of time, but yeah. Yeah, the original announcement was like 2014 or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah, I knew it was. It was. I knew it was over five years ago, but I I figured it was definitely like original. You can tell that certain parts of it weren't optimized because it was originally made for the the end life cycle of the PS3 before the PS4 came out. But overall, I am enjoying it a lot. I probably sunk like four hours into it today. I my I just it's not a very grindy action rpg there are a lot of rpgs and action rpgs where like you've got specific spots which i was really happy that when you got originally tifa joins your party there's an area where you can just grind i guess this is spoilers i mean it's not story spoilers but there is an area that's a loop that you can grind and i did that for a good like solid three hours of just getting levels uh getting sp and you know racking up ap getting you know magic up that's just called the final fantasy formula well but, the, but a lot of it seems like su- obviously it's super linear because the original what the first quarter of the game was very linear. It was you were very much on a set path after you're done with Midgar is when like Final Fantasy seven like opens up. Yeah. Yeah. You go into that little town in the original game and then from there you're it, you have the whole world to go explore with restrictions here and there. Yeah. What I'm looking forward to, though, I want to say this in the original Final Fantasy seven, there was a um real-time strategy mini game at that one tower right after you get out of midgar i'm really really hoping that they give that some love and make their own little ode to that because i would love to do some sort of like battle chess slash kind of dumbed down real-time strategy like ryan you know what i'm talking about right 
I do, but when you by by you saying that it happens when you get out of Midgar, you're not going to play it in this. One. It's not in this one. No, yeah, and it's definitely yeah. not going to be in this one. I, I realize that, but in the second game, I really hope we get that tower because I, I want to say all that's optional, right? Yeah. In the first game, yes. But it was I. It was of something in the original game that I, I that will always stick. I will always remember playing it because it was just so different, and it was really fun. And it was basically like a tower. De- Actually, no, it was more of a tower defense if you really want to get down to it. So I'm hoping they keep that in there as a little ode to it. We get a nice little mini game. Um, but yeah, so Final Fantasy Seven and some Rocket League. Uh, trying to think. Uh, oh, I bought Pokemon Sword. Oh. Let me tell About you something, time. guys. Experience share, 100% breaks that game. Oh, unquestionably. unquestionably. Uh, 100% yeah. since Pokemon X and Y. Well, the experience share, I remember like in Sword, or I'm sorry, in Sun and Moon, I don't remember experience share being. It was. Yeah. Okay. For all Pokemon? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's been that way since X and Y. Are you sure? Because I Positive. remember having to level up each one on, on their own. 100% it was there. Okay. Well, yeah. This I, I guess I notice it more now. So I've. <laughs> well, experience just, share has been a thing in like every but I'm game. talking. But, but native experience share because I know in the original games like what was it uh, red blue yellow crystal diamond whatever like it was an item that you would put correct. through black and white you equipped it to one p- particular yeah. Pokemon. Okay, but from <clears> X <throat> and Y on has been natively in the game. Yes, once once you either like in I believe X and Y you had to get the item, but once you got the item, it uh, became a key item that was just like okay everything gets this XP. So I'm going to be honest, in Sun and Moon, I do not remember ever having that. And as far I as I... promise you it was there. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I remember having to level each one up individually. Because I remember when I was going to uh, evolving people, I was trying to do the Pokedex. I would yeah. I would have to like literally swap them out. Well, with XP share, every Pokemon that wasn't in the battle does get less XP. So they're going to level up slower. Okay, well, the XP share in here is so generous, it's ridiculous. It is pretty generous. You <laughs> it is so generous in Sword and Shield. Like, I just beat the second gym and my main starter, which I just want to say this. A lot of people aren't going to agree with this. These starters suck ass. These are the dumbest fucking starters and their yep. evolution. Score Bunny ever is so seen. good, though. Like, how does my, my, my leafy dude evolve with a fucking drum? He just has so a drum? Good. Was it's it pulled so out of his ass after he evolves? He's like, oh, he literally oh, pulls like, it out of his ass. And then and then Score Bunny evolves to be a soccer player, and then you've got the emo kid, little Wobblet, whatever the stupid Water Boy is. And he turns into this like giant emo dude. It's just like the dumbest starters ever, and I stand by that, and I will die on this hill. Send your hate mail to uh, Nightwing at five nine three zero on Twitter. Nightwing five nine three at Twitter. Nightwing five nine three zero on Twitter because that's not send, me. Send your hate mail at twitter.com slash Nightwing five nine three. So, uh, yeah, but it's a fun game. I'm really enjoying it, but I'm really enjoying just breaking the game with hours and hours of grinding. So, yeah, yeah that's great. Have that's you tried great. any of the uh, the dens yet? The raid the, battles? No, I, I've been playing at work, and I have, like, horrible Wi-Fi connection at work that I haven't even tried it. Well, you can do them solo. Oh, oh, oh by the way, I have, uh, I have not used a... Uh, 
what's the dumbass get big system? Dynamax. Yeah, Dynadum. I have not used the Dynadum system <laughs> once. You're gonna be crippling once. yourself if you don't do if and you I don't do that in gym battles. Two gym leaders and whooped both their asses without having to use it. The Dynadum just my Pokemon's get big. I feel like I swear to God they got so lazy with that. They're like, we want to implement a new system. That's just like the the mega evolutions. What are we gonna do? Well, why don't we make them bigger? Let's go. Well, we need it. something like mega evolutions, but bigger. <laughs> but but only say that again. <laughs> bigger? Yeah, that's the answer. Bigger. Yeah, I like the way he said it because he used his hands when he yeah. said it. Can <laughs> we all? The- can we all agree that it's still better than the stupid Z moves from Sun and Moon? Yeah, Z oh, moves my- from Z- yeah. What? All right, podcast ended. Everybody have a good night. Bye. <laughs> Demons were fucking dope. Sun and Moon, I stand by. I, I will stand Sun and Moon for taking a, a, a chance. Also, I will Bad also game. say, though, shush, shush, shush. I, will, <laughs> I will also say, though, I, I know, I know. But listen, I'm going to compliment uh, Sword and Shield. I do like the way the gym battles are handled. It, it, it is. There are times where it's a little bit annoying so far, but I do appreciate the fact that they're trying to reinvent it just like Sun and Moon did. So I will give them that. Yeah. Wearing the jerseys just looks so stupid. Though. See, Sun and Moon didn't try to reinvent gym battles. They just removed them. Yeah, you just fought. It was like the Guardian Pokemon. Yeah, which <laughs> I hated. What? Whoa, no, it's a Guardian Pokemon. It's just a, it's just a Rattatat, but it's a really strong Rattatat. No, I'm going to go shoot him in the brain. I have a gun. It'll be easy. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the longest what are we playing segment ever. It is. It is. It is. All right. All right. Let's take a small break. Get some ads in this and we'll be right back. Once again, we are joined by the amazing Ryan Betson. We'll be Make right back. That money. And we are back. Once again, we are joined by Ryan Betson, the host of the Pop Culturist for the Players and the Young and the Wrestlers podcast. Ryan. Yes. Listen, you're obviously a gamer. You're obviously a gamer. We all know this. You told us you play games and we asked what you're playing. <laughs> I mean, and he's got a hell of a studio behind him. So, oh yeah. Yeah. For those of you, I mean, obviously we don't have any visuals or an audio only podcast, but Ryan has this most beautiful backdrop. Here's what you play- do, Anthony. Yeah. Screen cap it. How about post- I paint you guys a picture? Post that as the picture for the prime. You want to know something funny? <laughs> I don't know how to screen cap. I, I got it. Do that pose that you wanted again. Got it. <laughs> you like how I post? Anyways. All right, Ryan. Yes, sir. Video games. When did well, it start? But- how long has it been going on? And why are Australia's prices so fucking expensive? <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, I've been gaming for, for fucking ever. Um, probably like when I was like ooh, seven or eight and I'm 30 now. It's so like 20-something years. Uh, I remember it all started. So my, my father got me a PS1. Uh, he went to Melbourne at the time, which I lived way out of Melbourne. Uh, got it for a swap mate. It was all pre-chipped and shit. It was awesome. Uh, and it came with uh, what was my favorite TV show at the time. Still probably my top five. Uh, do you guys ever watch Reboot growing up? Yes. Yes. No. So many people don't understand what Reboot is. Reboot is one of the Hang most on, amazing storylines in one of the worst yeah. 3D animations you will ever <laughs> fucking watch. So yeah, for context, Reboot was the first ever fully CG uh, te- television series. Um, like way back in the day, it was right, based right, entirely right. Real in quick, the Real quick, can I throw out one word for Reboot? Yeah, man. Cyber Jesus. Okay, go on. <laughs> 
yeah they didn't, they didn't get really subtle by the end there but uh yeah so that's where it all started and then uh, years and years and years it sort of it sort of um just kept playing and growing and and then um in terms of like making it a, a job because it is i said it is my side hustle and it is my job as well at the moment so uh it wasn't until that i decided to make a, a side hustle when i was i just finished my uni degree so uh, as I said before, I'm a biologist. I've got yeah, I've got two degrees. I've got a, a bachelor's in biotechnology and an honors degree in ecotoxicology, which is environmental chemistry. Um, and then I was like, "This is fucking boring." So I want to do something more creative. So then I, cre- <laughs> <laughs> so I created a, 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 like my first podcast, which I did for about three years, and then I created the pop culture. So the idea would be like, I was trying to think of a name. I'm like, well, I'm going to use my science background and put the ist at the end. And then pop culture made sense. That allowed me to, to cover fucking everything that I wanted to. Uh, yeah. And then over time we just specialized to the, the stuff, but yeah. So, and, and uh, with for the players being a PlayStation show, I have primarily played PlayStation my entire life. That's, that's my platform of choice. And it hasn't changed. I, I, I don't know what it is. Fucking love PlayStation. So I, I I haven't I'm ashamed to say I haven't really listened to much of the of the PlayStation podcast. The That's Young and the Restors is, is really the one that I've. You guys are usually Young and the Restors usually is you guys are streaming your your episodes when I'm when I'm at, at work. Yeah. <laughs> and right now California's in the quarantine, which and my job is essential, which means I get to just hang out and well watch your podcast record. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because like, so yeah, like project. So yeah, so my I now work in games as well. So thanks to this side hustle, I um I picked up a job, uh within uh, mental health services. So I'm a, a, a yeah mental health service practitioner. I work with uh, kids that have ASD, uh, you know, ADD, mental health challenges, stuff like that. Um, using video games as a way to assist them in socialization, uh, as as well as understanding the world around them. Um, so that's sort of my my day job. So, yeah, games are fucking everywhere for me. So it's obvious PlayStation. That's your yeah. your bread and butter. Uh, when it comes to you guys' podcast, are like there's three of you, right? Uh, yeah, so when we first started, there was three of us. There was, there was myself, Josh, and Dylan were the three, the founders. Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan is sort of on like a high ADC sabbatical while he's working on some stuff. And my friend, uh, and Josh, who was the my original co-host for the plays, he ought to bounce out due to some family things. So yeah, now I have Jem, who runs the wrestling with me, and Max, who runs the PlayStation stuff with me. Now, so we're, guys- we're a pretty cool small team, which is cool. Do you guys kind of break it down like we do for us? Like George is definitely like our, our, our PC guy. Tommy's our Xbox guy. And I guess I would call me our uh, PlayStation guy. Well, that was our original plan. Like when we first when we first created Pop Culturist, the idea was to have those those roles, right? We'd have people that would cover certain things. So Dylan was very much the movie TV's guy. Like that was his wheelhouse. So we left that to him. Um, and we had because we we tried to keep things within branding so he was so that show was called popcorn uh and we had uh yeah so that was a lot of movie stuff and then uh josh and i really focused on playstation stuff so we're like today when we record this will be episode 150 so we've been doing it for for a couple of years yeah Um, congratulations thank you very much um yeah so like unapologetically like our like for the players is based on you know what beyond was uh what ps i love you was um we you know when that when they went under so when like ps i love you went under we kind of 
a little bit later than everybody else, but we jumped on on that train. Um, but yeah, originally we were all divided up into different things like comics and movies and TV and uh, and that sort. But then we decided to just niche that shit up. Like broad, being too broad was way too hard because you know then I got married, then I had a kid, and you know then my, and we all had kids at that point, and like life got real fucking hard. So we weren't able to cover as much as we wanted. Yeah, we kind of niched up, so now it's just the the I went because I, I love alliter- alliteration. So yeah, so pop culture is now personalities, PlayStation, and pro wrestling. Like that's the three. Done. I love it. It's very it's it's simple to the point. Yeah. So when it came to, I mean, you like you assembled your crew. Your crew has has changed, which I, I am noticing now. Like you, you see those podcasts that go on for multiple years, and and you know people do bow out or people take hiatus, hiatus and stuff like that. Um. Has it been hard to adapt to that? Or was it always something where it's just like, you know, like with myself, I find that I love doing this so much that I'll, I'll basically adapt to any situation in a, in a heartbeat if I have to. Okay, cool. I quit. <laughs> oh, Hi, sorry, Tommy. My, I just kicked him, off the, All right, kick so. him off the video. Beep. Uh, yeah, I'd like to announce our new host, Ryan. He's also uh, pretty the pop culturist. <laughs> Look, it, it was difficult um as i said because so with josh and i we'd been doing it since day dot well actually as i said we day dot of becoming this but we also did the radio show together as yeah. the two of us so we we had done collectively close to i don't know like he's like 200 300 shows over time together and so the chemistry between us was unma- un- unmatched it, it simply was in terms of how we were comfortable with delivering our show, we was thought it was awesome. Um, but Max has been a friend of mine for a couple of years, so it's been able. To, so I've been trying to bring people in that I know and that, that I have a good chemistry with. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure where, where both you are located. You both located in Cali as well? Or? God, no, we're we're on no. two opposite ends of the country. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Um, so I, I initially had the pitch of like we have to be in studio. That was the plan. That hence why I built this fucking awesome studio. Yeah. Um, but you know, with Gem, as Gem lives a bit away from me, so we had changed that. But so for that reason, the chemistry had to be important. Like it was here in this room, it had to be that way. Um, so transitioning away from Josh to Max was tough because um, Max had never been in the in the games biz at all, or even the content creation space. So try to to give him like i guess the training to get him ready to do this on a weekly basis and then also review games and and then talk to pr and sort of all these additional yeah. things as well it's been um it's been fun cuz you know when you when you've done it for what would have been five years at that point it was just like man we're just kind of stuck in the motions it's like all right we'll keep doing it keep doing it but it was cool to have him come in and be re-energized and comp- completely new to it and be like this is all fucking amazing i'm like it's yeah because yeah. you just kind of so get yeah uh jaded i guess i will i will give you there is some sort of energy and ambiance to having the whole crew there in one spot yeah big time during a recording play anything does that they all live together though <laughs> yeah cheeks uh sean and andres and tombo they all live in the same house so they're able to do that but uh i will, I will give you that there, there's there's a weird i feel like when you're all in the same room looking at each other at the same table, like the energy is a lot more explosive and a lot more like contagious. You feel it. You can really yeah. see it, obviously. And now we don't record hours, but for the people who do record it, like, like you guys do. Yeah. When you got them all there, you can definitely see that. Um, I do think that obviously when you have it, like we, we have it, it diminishes it just a little bit, but like I said, we don't go live. So we say a lot of random shit. Cause if one of us says something, you know, off kilter, we just edit that shit out, which we don't. 
Well, by I one say of us, stuff. he means himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes I say wild shit. Nothing like bad, but sometimes it's just like, ah, maybe that's not what we want to put on our brand. But I just, uh, I, <laughs> I do say some wild shit, especially when I get some mug wine in me. <laughs> It's just one of the things that I like hearing about is I like hearing about how other podcasts and their members um, adapted through, uh, you know, sort of adversity. Like Dad's Beards Nerds, we were, I don't know, what, 10 episodes in, maybe less than that. Um, I picked up a new job and I moved somewhere where the internet was just trash and I couldn't record live. So it was like, well, how do we continue to put out content? What do we do? And then that's where DBN News came to play. Hmm. And George and I broke it down. It was like, well, we can still put out something five days a week instead of just being like, we're on hiatus and then most likely never record another episode. Yeah. Because I feel like once you do that, like, oh, we gotta t- we're going to take an extended break. Like you get out of that groove and then all of a sudden you, you, you either you break up or your episodes become, I keep burping. I'm sorry, guys, like really sporadic. Yeah. And then it's kind of like that you're on that spiral unless you can reinvigorate it. But it's just, it's that. And it's always also to that, that level of adaption. Like, well, what can we do next? You get kind of complacent, you get complacent, you get bored with it. It's like, well, what can we add to it? But what can you add to it without making it even more on your, on your shoulders? You know? Yeah. I love podcasting because of that. Yeah. No, like I said, I've, yeah, I've never been podcasting for the better part of a decade. There's something about it that is just awesome. And it's yeah. a it's a completely different medium to work in, and I I, I guess I just I love conversation, and it allows you to have conversations mm. with a bunch of people from people from around the fucking world, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like right it's now. like yeah. literally right now, yeah, it's fantastic. Like I've got a couple of my of like some of my dearest friends that I met through podcasting, and they're based in like Ohio, you know what I mean? And we've never ever met in person, probably never will. Like they were at my wedding, we had them on an iPad, so there is literally a photo <laughs> of my wife and I. With him on an iPad, it was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Was he dressed up? Yeah, he like here only the top half, awesome. though, which I love. That's only awesome. the top half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, I want to talk about the Young and the Wrestlers. Yeah, man. I love the show. Obviously, I've said it like eight times. I love the fucking show. You guys are getting me back into wrestling. You're getting me paying more attention to the wrestling than just Cody Rhodes and eight and Kenny Omega and Xavier Woods. You know because. One of the things I respect the most about, especially those three, is their fucking their drive and their commitment. Their the hustles, now, in it, and yeah. also their ability to adapt to like new situations and kind of like with Xavier Woods, he's got up, up, down, down, which is sort of this unofficial WWE gaming like uh, affiliated. No, it's official. They own oh, it's it official, is official yeah. now. Okay. Oh, yeah. WWE owns it. Okay, I yeah, thought it was yeah. Xavier Woods. Saying that you can buy the up, up, down, down belt from the from the WWE shop. Okay, well, I'm an idiot. But when it comes to AEW, I don't know, though, there was a window of time where it was kind of like gray because they didn't oh, really okay. know whether they're going to commit to it. And then once it started doing well, they're like, "Yeah, no, no, this is part of us. Yeah, this is ours now." <laughs> right? He probably got a hell of a royalty out of that, though. Oh yeah. Oh okay, yeah. I'm sure it's helped out during his Achilles injury. So, actually, yeah, fun fact happened in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My wife uh, got to go on stage and play Cuphead with Xavier Woods at TwitchCon nice. 2019. Nice. Yeah, so, so we got to meet Kofi uh, when they came to Australia. Yeah, it was cool. They seem like the coolest dudes. Kofi was lovely, absolutely lovely, like really cool dude. But here's my question. Yes, we're talking right now, this minute. Yes. AEW or WWE? Yeah, that's right. We asked the tough questions. We put Look, you on okay. the spot. 
the, the, and the honest answer is it's difficult to explain. The reason being because- No, 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 you go no cop-outs. You tell me right now, Cody Rhodes or Vince McMahon, who's it gonna be? <laughs> Depends That's on what I want. Going. If I want, if I want, even though everyone talks about the stories of WWE, a shit house, yeah. yeah, and that's why I like them. There's a reason yeah. the show is called The Young and the Wrestlers. It's we love that soap opera bullshit. We really 100%. love pretend. Like the whole point of The Young and the Wrestlers of the show is we we believe the kayfabe. We we play our own characters, but we try to get inside of the head of these wrestlers. Like, why are they doing this? What's the story focus of this? And we and then we fantasy book and stuff around that. So with with WWE, it's very easy to do that because they are more story focused than they are wrestling focused. However, if I want to watch some awesome fucking wrestling, I watch AEW. Like I still watch AEW's every pay-per-view like unquestionable because they are absolute bangers there isn't you cannot fault an aw pay-per-view period so in terms of if you want matches that's where you go but even then their storytelling is completely different and better in some ways like just the whole idea of having being the elite as like this other platform to deliver their stories oh Uh it's astounding okay ryan i need you to do me a favor i I want to pitch something to you okay go ahead you're Vince McMahon. I want to pitch this to you. But for what I need you to do, though, is I need you to get on your phone or your, or your computer, and I need you to look up Gabby Garcia. Gabby, oh, Jesus Christ. Gabby Garcia. Gabby Garcia, mixed martial arts, female fighter. Look her up. You won't miss it. Now. Okay, are you looking it, it up right now? Japan oh. doesn't miss it. Oh, my God. Okay, Jeez. now. Jet. Now, you're Vince McMahon She's in this scenario. Zilla. Okay, you're Vince McMahon. I'm uh, The Rock, okay? Hey, Vince McMahon, uh, you want the female big show? Gabby Garcia. <laughs> That's good shit. Yeah, give me that. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to put a fucking bottle of oil on her. Then we're going to put her in a leotard. She's going to go out there and she's going to punch everybody in the face. She's going to be like this generation's China, but without the fuck tape. You know? <laughs> like, she's jacked. She's Can one you imagine jacked her woman. In- in the WWE. Oh, I think she'd be amazing. So like they like they don't have like they have big women, but they're not the same. Like she the closest the they would show. have Yeah, the closest they have is like Nia Jax, and she's like cousin of the rocks. She's kind of a bigger woman, like a big Samoan yeah. woman. But no one is jacked like this. Like in terms of, <laughs> of the women's side. She also barely knows English. She's like super Dude, Brazilian. That makes it so much better. I'm not wouldn't even be mad. She kind of yeah. Gabby Garcia is one of the wildest. Uh, just listen, off the podcast, look up some of her stuff and watch her fight women that are two feet smaller than her. And Wait, has she killed people? I think she looks like she's killed she people. She fought like a 50-year-old in, at Ryzen. The Japanese love to watch her beat up people. They do. That's why I made the Godzilla joke. I, I don't understand why her nickname isn't Kaiju. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Okay, so... AW though, I, I do want to say this. I, I, t- I talked to Jim about this a little bit. And one of the things about the, like the WWE is so established and you know, like at this point, it's not necessarily like the WWE that has, has the hustle and the grind. I would say it's more like the superstars, you know, which superstars want it, which superstars don't, yeah. uh, you know, which ones have kind of not copped out, but they kind of go with the motions. You know, which ones got that fucking fire, you know, but I want to bring up my new favorite wrestler. Okay. AEW roster, and <laughs> I brought this up to Jim. And now, one of the things with AEW, one of the things I, I, I fucking respect is is basically Cody Rhodes, along with what like, Kenny Omega and that original crew that used to go over to the Japan all the time. Like they've built something from nothing, and it's yeah. so fucking wild to watch. Like 
just I followed Cody Rhodes on Twitter. This was probably like two years ago. Just because I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but holy fuck, this dude's drive to get shit done is impressive. Also, Chris Jericho has like eight chins and he's still relevant, which is wild. But I want to tell you who my favorite AEW wrestler is real quick. And then I want your opinion on him. Okay. Okay. It is <laughs> my man, my man, MJF. Yes. This guy is just, I would put him in my mouth if I could. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like MJF is the he's like the perfect heel he's that right amount of smarmy like right now he's he's injured because he had a hangnail in his thumb and he can't <laughs> wrestle because it's just really sore uh you know it's like just his character is absolutely fantastic and um even the whole storyline so he was originally best mates with cody that was the whole yeah. setup until the turn and then you're like he went full fucking asshole and it was it's spectacular it's absolutely spectacular he's brilliant there's a picture I saw of him uh, taking a picture with some kid, and he's <laughs> he's flipping off the kid. It's so good, and I he's love like, that. Like, so there's one of the other wrestlers, uh, Brandon Cutler. He's a big D and D guy, so he just starts ripping on D and D online, and then like everyone, because not everyone knows who he is, because like as you said, AEW are a smaller promotion. They're not so well known out in the big space, so everyone's just thinking this is this smarmy dude ripping on D and D. So everyone cracks the shits at him, and it's awesome, so good. It seems like like he 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 works that character so well. Yeah, because like you know that like a lot of that is just him. Like yeah. any good character is like loaded with a lot of them. I just I also love what he wears that scarf. The bu- like, the Burberry the Burberry scarf. Yeah, you're on. I'm on the AEW roster list, and he's just shirtless wearing that scarf. Uh, his Titan Tron in the background. It's like it's actually the Burberry scarf, and then his what names on his names on it. And then, like, you've got Mid- other, like, Marco Stunt, uh, Mark Queen, but it's Ken, because he doesn't spell it Queen as it, like, with two E's. Like, the, 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 the cast of, like, wrestlers they have slash characters are fucking dope. And really, like, how do you... Well, then, if you want to talk about Marco Stunt, so he's part of a uh, of a trio called the Jurassic Express. Yes. So it's him, um, Luchasaurus, which is this, like, almost seven-foot dude with a dinosaur mask on. Who's awesome, and then the son, and then uh, Jungle Boy, who's the middle, which is actually um, Mark Perry's son from my like, Beverly Hills. Can you explain to me who the fuck Peter Avalon is? Because this dude is wearing some majestic shit. Peter Avalon. Oh, Peter. Okay, so Peter Avalon. He's playing this character called the Librarian. <laughs> um, see, that's about as much as I know. Like he, he's not get, doesn't really get a lot of screen time. But uh, <laughs> so I've got one for you. I don't Go know ahead. anything really about wrestling well-known yeah. fact but if i had a favorite wrestler i don't even know his name is this dude he wears like denim jacket jeans and just does not give a fuck like, orange no cassidy yeah like the king, the king of sloth style yeah, yeah i was about to say he carries a fucking bottle of orange juice with him What's yeah his name? fresh orange freshly cassidy? squeezed orange cassidy dude is hilarious <laughs> yeah. because of how little fucks he gives i know he's got his hands in his pockets <laughs> so, the best thing about uh about uh orange cassidy is hey yeah he has that like uh, apathetic character so his hands are in his pockets most of the time so whenever he has a match it's hands in pockets uh but then whenever he needs to go he can go which is which is fantastic why is this guy not a champion <laughs> oh he had his he had his first win this week so it's coming it's coming give it a year 
Or maybe even this current TV championship they got going for, get Cassidy on it. That's, that's what I'm thinking. All right, now, the next question is, what, what do you think about this newest Money in the Bank? I love the idea of it. It's the raid. Right? Did it's you the, the raid. Did you, did you see the pictures of the, of, of the ring yeah. on top of the building? My God. Yeah. It's it, it, Look, there, there's this theory, like there's this long, a long ongoing theory that WWE, um, they work best under pressure, which push comes to shove. No, they fucking suck under pressure. But <laughs> occasionally, if you give them a little bit of time, they can normally work their way out of that idea. So right now it's like, well, we can't, you know, WrestleMania, we, we kind of did it the best we could. What can we do with the next review? Next one's money in the bank. How can we make money in the bank bigger and without having a crowd? It's like, well, let's just make it cinematic like they did with the the John Cena and Bray Wyatt match or the yeah. uh, uh, AJ Styles and Undertaker match. It's just make it gnarly. And they've got time now to to do that because their schedules are staggeringly less because they're not doing the the usual live shows, like the house shows, they call them, when they go to town and town. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is just a cool out-of-the-box concept, you know? I like it. If it's well, if it's well cut, it's well edited, you know, and they end up in Vince McMahon's office at some point, someone goes through his fucking desk, like, hell yeah. Now, like I said, the whole goddamn like place. Now, like I said, on when you guys, when you and Jim were recording the Young and the Wrestlers, mm. if there isn't a point in time where one of the wrestlers gets roped into answering a phone and then gets stuck for the rest <laughs> of the match, yeah, yeah. answering customer service calls, <laughs> I'm gonna be fucking pissed. He's just like. Is nobody gonna answer this fucking phone? Okay, whatever. <laughs> Hello, WWE. How can I help you? <laughs> and then they they continually like every like 10, 15 minutes cut back to him being like, "Listen, I really need to get to something." It's the same person. Like, I don't understand. It's like some little old lady how the WWE website works, and he's trying to explain it. No, use it's the left click, not the right click on the mouse button. <laughs> I feel like if they don't do that, like they're 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 missing such an opportunity to have a little bit of fun with it. <clears throat> but what I, I'm hoping, it, like it's cliche, and like maybe there's a point where they have to they have to take the elevator, and they're all like fighting, 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 fighting. And they're just standing stand there, normal. <laughs> in the elevator, all comfortable, Ding! <laughs> and then they get back into it. That's what I'd like. That'd be to hilarious. That'd be dumb. Yeah. That's perfect. No, yeah, if that doesn't happen, it's a goddamn travesty. And if it happens. <laughs> I swear to God, you better sue the shit out of them because they're listening. <laughs> you're taking this idea. Yeah, you're gonna need that. Or, or at one point, they come in to like one of the board meetings. There's a board meeting going on, and like I don't know, John Cena slams Andre the Giant through the desk. You know, or, or even if it's one of those uh, like comedic bits, right? Like you know, they're making this bunch of ruckus. There's metal music playing, and they cut to the office, and there's they're having a meeting in the in the glass window on the back of it. There's just a bunch of people fighting and shit, but they're not addressing it. And then it's like <laughs> you know, Chase, you know, quarterly stock meetings is this and this and that and that, and cut back and and they're fucking fighting and shit. That'd be awesome. What if someone like what if what if two guys come in on, on accident and one of the board meeting people are like, uh, excuse me. We're having a meeting, and then they hold up both the dude's contracts. Like, you want this or not? And they're like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Look, sorry we just fired forty fucking people. Do you think we'll do? We'll do it. <laughs> what? Or like the people come in and they're like, we're literally about to rip up the contracts. They're like, oh my bad, my bad, my bad. Sorry, sorry, sorry. They just go out. <laughs> and they start continuing. I feel like there's so much room for like comedy. Well, they get, roped, get roped into like getting coffee for all the board members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but oh my god, yes! Cause, like, cause, someone gets thrown through, and it's like, oh, you, you're new. Get yeah. me, like, you know, hey, we'll uh, go like some legend, the... like Ray Mysterio. It's like you, you're new. Get us coffee. It's like I'm fucking Ray Mysterio, man. Listen, we'll take three decaf lattes <laughs> and uh, and two normal with only soy. Chop chop. 
And why are you dressed like that? I don't care. Go get the coffees. <laughs> <laughs> um, is Starbucks even going to let you in wearing that? Whatever. Just go get the coffees. Uh, how many people are in this? Uh, there is five men, five women. Um, and I believe they're doing it at different times. Oh, damn it. I thought there was going to be more. Listen, with five nah, men. No, they're normally front and back it, yeah. I was thinking it was like going to be like 20. Because if you're putting like more than 10 or 10 plus, then you've got random care like wrestlers in there that you that are disposable to do these bits with but in but terms of the rules of a ladder match a ladder match is no disqualification uh anything goes the only way you can win is by taking the briefcase off the chain right so they could be people everywhere and everyone wants to get their you know their pay-per-view dollars right so they get their they get a bump if they're on a pay-per-view yeah so let's have a bunch of people in the background doing shit you just have so what are the back answering calls? Yeah. I'll tell you. What if we had Orange Cassidy back there just answering the calls, but his hands are in his pockets the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> He's just wearing a headset. Alexa, answer call. But the oh, best God. thing about Orange Cassidy isn't talk either. He's that lazy. He just doesn't talk. So in interviews, he just sits there chatting. Did you hear Alexa turn on? Nope. I saw the out. ring light go behind you though. <laughs> Yeah, it turned. It, I said that, and Alexa's like, "How can I help you?" I'm like, "Stop listening to me. <laughs> Get out of my head. Stop watching me touch myself." That's what I said to Alexa. You've never <laughs> said that to anyone ever. All right. Yeah, I've never. Uh, Ryan, Ryan, this has been a fucking pleasure. A fucking pleasure. You and Jim have been awesome. I want to get the both of you on at the same time soon. Yeah, man. I think that would be fun to get get. I like I I like the energy you two bring separately and together, and I would love to get you guys on, on the podcast together and kind of just like fucking spitball off the two of you. Not, okay, that sounded that came <laughs> off wrong. That came off wrong, but you know what I mean. Anyway, yeah, man. Ryan, first and foremost, thank you for for making such fucking solid quality content. I just want to say that. No worries, dude. Thank you so much for uh, enjoying it. Second, I want you to tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, easy, man. You can find me on Twitter at uh, HaggardMC. That's H-A-G-G-A-R-D-M-C. Uh, and for, of course, the Pop Culturist. They're on Twitter at Pop Culturist. We couldn't go the Pop Culturist because there's only 16 characters, so it'd be T-H Pop Culture, but Pop Culturist, and that didn't quite sound as good. <laughs> like um, Tyson saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mike Tyson Pop Culturist. Uh, we can find us on YouTube. That's our primary place. Uh, we can see all the videos, uh, all podcast services. Uh, and on Twitch, we do stream the show live. And of course, there's the two shows, as was mentioned, Young and the Wrestlers. Uh, that's our WWE podcast. And for the players, our uh, PlayStation show. Perfect. Well, this has been a goddamn pleasure. I, I, I definitely, we're going to have you on again one day. And I wish, it, I wish that I knew enough wrestling to be like, I want to be on your podcast, but I don't know enough wrestling. And I don't <laughs> want to come on and just embarrass myself. But I just want to say thank you so much for coming on, man. We appreciate it. No worries at all. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the invite. Yeah, all right. That's a lot of fun, man. Let's hop in that sweet, nasty outro. As always, if you'd like to support the podcast and listening, please check out our anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds, where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation at 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99 per month. You can cancel that at any time. Next up. Find us on all social medias at Dad's Beards Nerds. Media? Medias? I don't care. A link next up. Damn it. I always read this and I always fuck this up. But last but not least, you can find us on Discord by clicking the link in our Twitter bio or the show notes for every show that we release and produce. 
I said last up, but this is last up. This is the last last up. Find George at Ghioko on Twitter. That guy, George1337 on Insta. Tommy at Nightwing593 on Twitter. Nightwing5930 on Insta. And you're going to find me, Anthony, at DadBobPlays on all social media. Until next time, I'm Anthony. And I'm going to start taking over the outros. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> Have a but good I'm night, Tommy. everyone. <laughs> Bye! <laughs>